Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. segment three of the Brisbane Football Review. Now, this was initially meant to be segment two before Thomas Broach and Marco Monteverde decided to completely mess with our run sheet. And I know this is the only reason they broke that story last night, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We know they're both avid listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially Mr. Broach. Where else does Marco get his stories from? No, that's not true. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Probably everywhere but us. That's, yeah. that, that's why you actually get some stories right, because <laughs> he's not listening to us yeah. rambling. <laughs> All right, Adam, we actually just got an email from the Raw talking about the Broich situation, so do you want to update us on that? Yeah, the um, the club's actually sent out a what I believe would be sort of a, fa- a fan-wide um, email uh, with the subject title, Thomas Broich is a legend of our club and we want to send him out a winner. So obviously um, trying to do some advertising Friday night as well, but the just to not to go over, but the sort of main point says Thomas Broich is a legend of our club and we want to send him out a winner. Today we are we are acutely aware that our fans and supporters are disappointed with Thomas Broach's decision to leave Brisbane Raw FC at the end of this season. All, all, all good things must come to an end, Thomas Broach stated yesterday. And it goes on, but the, probably the most, um, as you see if you read the email, because obviously if you're a supporter of the club you probably would have got it by now, but the most interesting thing as well is the last line where it says, after training tomorrow at approximately 9.30am, John Aloisi will speak to the media. Brisbane Royal will be streaming this live on the club's Facebook page, and I think there'll yeah. be no guesses on what the big big yeah. topic will be. It's a, it's a traditional pre-match press conference, but you're right, it's going to be derailed by... The news of the week. If my boss is listening, <coughs> I think I've got a call coming on. I might, I might not be able to be at work tomorrow between about 9 and 10.30. <laughs> that should be a good test to see if he listens. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to go on to the news segment now. And very quick hit thoughts on last Wednesday night's ACL win. I thought it was a very resolute performance from the Raw yeah. 2-1 over Kashima. A surprising performance given what we've seen in the Champions League. It's kept the hopes alive and... Brett Holman started his good form in that game and he's continued it on. But yeah, actually, impose a bit of a conundrum now because um, yeah. obviously, if we had a loss, then we know yeah. that next you know next Wednesday night's game against Muenthong was a throwaway yeah. basically. But now we're actually within yeah. sight of you know two yeah. wins. Um, you know, thing. a performance you know in Bangkok next week, then you know all yeah. sent at home. You know, we may be playing in the round of, round of sixteen. No yeah. one thought that. And the one yeah. thing that works well for the Raw is things are in their favour now. They actually can still control their mm. own yeah. destiny, I suppose, which we would have thought was impossible when they were getting belted. Look, let's, let's be clear. It's, it's going to be you know, it's going to be a very tough game next week and you know, to get the result. Yeah. But mm. you know what? You know, we don't think it will be this, alive this long. Brief preview seven days out. I mean, I thought Cashman would be the hardest of the three obstacles to overcome. One thing we did kind of... You can say they held us or we held them. We had a second-string team out. Who knows what sort of team we're going to field in this game, but maybe if we get something out of that game, I'd back us to beat all sign at home on match day six if it came down to it, but we'll see what happens. It a lot will depend on how the A-League finals does yeah. pan out for the Raw. I think I think it's clear that, you know, I, I would hope that the A-League finals are the ones, is yeah. the one that, you know, the main sort of thing at the moment, that you know, ACL's a sideshow for the club. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to move on to some of the other news stories. I'm going to start off jump ahead a little bit and start 
and off with Jamie McLaren yeah. named the Young Player of the Month. Yeah, congratulations, Jamie McLaren. Yeah. Five goals in four games or something he's got over the last month. He's richly deserved this nomination. Yeah, oh, truly, truly deserved. I think uh, he's he's been he's been different. I think the Raw's sort yeah. of um, revival, especially in yeah. the form in the last few weeks. The only question is, I didn't know you could be nominated for an award you won last year. <laughs> but there you go. Back to back. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's still a young striker. We've got to remember that. And some of the other nominees, Josh Berlante, Brandon O'Neill, and I only am reading out this list to say this name, Jonathan, Jonathan Aspro, Brandon Borello, Paul Lizzo, and Riley McGree. Yep. And unfortunately, McGree was going to collect the award, but dove on the way to the stage. <laughs> I think he still might win the award given he's in the national team, but anyway. Yeah, well, you know, make a wish. Or and something. we get another, another James rant about McGree's diving. After the A-League Awards show in two weeks. That'd be good. I look forward to another rant about it. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be a rant. It's just going to be a whole bunch of subtle under-my-breath shots that somehow right. actually get picked up by the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, finals ticketing prices. That's mm. been a big point of contention for the fans coming up this year. Now, yeah. Once again, fans love to blame the club for all of this. but Despite managing... the fact the clubs don't run the final series, but anyway. Yes, well, I was going to say that's something that managing director and one-time podcast guest and hopefully two time down the line yep. Mark Kingsman pointed out that he <laughs> was very quick to point out don't blame me I didn't do this <laughs> yeah. look at look at those yeah. guys look yep. at them it is weird though that the prices are $10 different between here and Melbourne I think it's something to do with stadium hire costs or something but it does seem weird so we can go back to blaming the Queensland government actually I'm then. not sure but it does seem weird you would have two separate prices but anyway yeah yeah, oh, look, at the, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. And, you know, this, this is the, the funny thing about mentality, you know, is that people will complain about yeah. prices going up. But you know what? We'll get we'll get season-high crowd there on... Um, yeah, damn well better. Yeah, on, on Friday night. And that's the thing is, is that, you know, it's it seems cynical almost that, you know, it's the highest price, we get the highest crowd. But and that's pe- the way it is. And, I think, and unfortunately, the FFA know that. And yep. people want to see home finals, so this mm. is the price you got to pay. Yeah, absolutely. But, and, you know, a good reason to actually get there if you're a Raw fan, the Raw have never lost a home final. But, but one, one, just one, <laughs> final, one final thing on that, at least, if, if anything, if, if we are paying extra, at least um, FFA are at least pay, uh, doing some marketing because, you know, yeah. it, we're actually, you know, a lot of the mainstream is actually playing, you know, they actually letting, letting the mainstream know that uh, we've got a game on Friday night. They've done some marketing and they've got some extra free marketing about the, other, about the news of the week as well. So they couldn't have asked for anything more in that respect. But the kickoff time has actually caused some consternation oh, as well because, shockingly, fans like to complain about that. Mm. 7.50 kickoff in Brisbane for Friday night, yep. which to me isn't that crazy considering, you know... It's the same time as last year. Yeah, and a lot of fans actually do have jobs that they might try and, I don't know, go to on Friday. I do understand if you're like you're a family and you've got kids and they got they might play sport the next day, but and on that note, Football Brisbane have postponed all games Friday night as well, so that's good. But I... I don't. It didn't stop kids going last year. I don't think it'll stop them going this year. Well, yeah. that's, that's, but that's the thing is that this is why we're a summer sport because you know what? If we lived, you know, a couple of hundred k's, you know, across the border, you know what? It's it's a seven fifty kickoff normally. So it's just because yeah. of daylight saving that actually that games are six fifty pm mm-hmm. kickoff. So uh, look at the end of the day, uh, you know, this whole sort of odd time. You know, time kickoff. I, I really think it's you know, an invalid argument, same because we're in Queensland and we're always we're used to it. But I think yeah. what's really uh, great is the choice of Sunday night yeah, that's been the for one. the other semi, for the other elimination final. See, Sunday night kind of makes a little bit of sense for me, just not so late. But apparently, yeah. that's being done for the Perth audience as it's well. Been, also, for the TV, I think TV prefers seven o'clock kickoffs in yeah. the Eastern States. But that's the age old argument: you want to schedule for TV or for crowds? 
crowds. Always crowds. I would go crowds as well, but I can see no, that. I think, I think the reality there. is when you're asking you know, these broadcasters to pay hundreds of millions of dollars, I think they're yeah. going to get a say whether we like it or not. Yeah. But see, I would, even if they just moved forward an hour, it's just, yeah. it's that practicality of going to work Monday morning when you're yeah. not getting home till 11 o'clock or whatever. Let's go check. Yeah, Scott's... I believe Tuesday... Oh, no, it's Tuesday's public holiday, Thursday isn't it? Day, yeah. yeah, that's Tuesday, my oh, mistake. So you, just, you get through work like a zombie on Monday and you'll be yeah. fine. Anyway, so we're going to move on to Mark Jones getting sacked from Newcastle Jets. Rough call mm. or smart move? Uh, it's a interesting call. You can see why they've done it. You can... Given they've lost the last six and they've conceded a bunch of goals, you can see why it's harsh as well because he hasn't been able to recruit a lot of players. And also as a club, this is the third straight year they've sacked their coach after one year. It was Phil Stubbins, then Scott Miller, now Mark Jones. They need some stability. I can think of a couple of candidates they should be talking to. Mike Mulvey would be top of the list to me. Mm-hmm. I think and, he'd be ideal for that club. And also as well, this is what you get from an owner that has yeah. you know big ambitions as well. He's, they're not going to tolerate that. And like I said, there has been names thrown around that mm. I think are just absolutely crazy. You, know, you don't likes. think Alan Pardew's coming? Well, Who's look... Arsene Wenger? Yeah, that's that's the thing, is that but one thing that people one thing that people seem to uh, forget is that you know what you can you can have you know the best coach here in the world here, but you know at the end of the day if he doesn't have the cattle play under him, what does it matter? The owner's also very strong. He wants a Chinese player in his squad. That's essentially why Scott Miller was released last year because he didn't want a Chinese player, and he's very strong in what he wants, Martin Lee. So should be very careful what we say about Scott Miller. ESPN might take it out of context. (laughs) But anyway, we're going to move on to the VAR. Now, Scott and I had our say on this last week. Adam, what's your take on it? Oh, geez, how much time we got? No, as <laughs> much as you need. Yeah. We took plenty yeah. last week, so... I'm going to go make a coffee. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, you know what? Well, I've, I've said that before that I, I personally am against the VAR. I think, you know, I, we've only seen one decision. That was the one, the um, one Knicks versus Sydney FC. But I think there's, there's still too much confusion around it. There's, it brings a lot of grey areas into the game. Obviously, the blow-up yeah. about that McLaren penalty, was it or was it not a penalty? Or should they have gone to the VAR? Or what, whatever happened? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. There's so much... There's just so much um, you know, grey that's brought into it that... Look, I just think it's unworkable. And, you know, it's... I said, it's... Yeah, I just think it's a detriment to the game, you know. At the end of the day, we'll, we've always said that, back the referees, back the referees. Yep. And while they're there to assist them, the players and the fans shouldn't expect that every time there is a line ball subjective decision that they don't um, that they don't go to the VAR. It's, we're here to knock out the the obvious yeah. ones. Not not. So on that point, one. did you like the way it worked for the Sydney Wellington? Because that was rather obvious. I thought it was too long. Do you like it took too long? I thought it took way too long. You. I think you know what? As we as we look at rugby league, if you can see it once, and that should be there. That's the main decision. But you know that took 50, 60 seconds, yeah. and that's just too long. Yeah. And so I think that needs to work on. Like yep. we all we all strive for you know the correct decisions, but you know, like I said, sometimes subjective doesn't mean it's always correct. You know what I'm thinking? You know how the last two weeks we were worried that our shows weren't long enough. I've missed out on that. Welcome back, Adam. <laughs> yeah, speaking of crowds, not really, but I'm just going to use that as a segue anyway. The roar of average thirteen thousand eight hundred ninety-two for their thirteen home games this season. Are we happy with that? Well, given the Two more to the off season again. You'd have to say that's a that's a great outcome given what's it third in the league behind the two third or fourth I think third or fourth in the league behind the oh no they're just behind Sydney FC so it's one of the two Sydney clubs and Melbourne Victory is out in front that's a that's a great outcome but you got to remember as well and then like I said it's paint the obvious like I said those clubs Melbourne Sydney FC yeah. 
and who's the other one? Western Western City. Wanderers. Yep. They were all boosted by a marquee derby. Exactly. So to get 13,000 for 13 games that would yeah. seemingly have no hook or yeah. tangent or whatever, I think it is a fantastic effort. Look, would we like to see more at Suncorp? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think, you know, given the circumstance, given the league average and whatnot and, and the lack of a marquee fixture, look, I think we've got, to be, we've got to be happy with that. And I'm just looking at the average crowd compared to membership numbers. Uh, the Raw had thirteen eight nine two for their average crowd, but their membership was only 7,050 people. Again, which... I think you can put that down to the off-season. Yeah. People just mm. refusing to invest their money into the club in terms of membership. Well, and that and the fact that memberships, they weren't on sale until that FFA Cup game against right. Perth. August, yeah. Yeah, so one thing that's going to hopefully fix that for next season where I think they need to be targeting 10,000 members in a 15,000 average yeah. crowd no matter what. Mark Kingsman said at the forum that memberships for next season were essentially ready to go and he announced Saturday night that they'll be on sale April 27th, so a oh, bit good. earlier than last season. He posted that on Twitter. Definitely earlier. I didn't yeah. see that, that's good. Yeah. I'll definitely be renewing that and getting the same seat, right? <laughs> As my fiancé just walks straight past and... <laughs> Did she flip me off? I missed that. That would be a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's usually how she says hello to me. All right, so the final news story. Hyundai yep. A-League is adding more split rounds next season. So 442 is reporting A-League will be adding more split rounds next year. Good writing, James. Is it a better yeah. option than an international window? No. It still messes with Wellington, given all their internationals. Yeah, I but think. they'll be gone. Like Their, their average oh, crowd was 6,200. 6, well, while they're here, you have to factor it in, but... Maybe yeah. maybe they're trying to make them jump before they were pushed. Don't think it's happening at the FFA. Yeah, look, I, look, no, I think at the end of the day, it sounds it sounds like on the surface that you know that they're, they're looking after obviously with Melbourne Victory and Sydney FC, you know, playing Champions League next season. They've obviously put. Yeah, we might be in Champions League too. Yeah, well, yeah, we will be. Or, I know they're looking after the other two. You're right. Yeah, but, oh, but like, so I think, yeah, I think to avoid the farcical situation that yeah. we had last season. But I also don't think that the Royal will keep playing that second round next next year anyway. So yeah. maybe one game in into the uh, group stages. I could be wrong, but I, well, actually, I'm never wrong. But I actually think that um, the month of the qualification draw for mm-hmm. AFC Champions League this year was literally the one month that Australia dropped down in the rankings yeah. to mm. actually need to be in that. So it could have just been a case of bad timing. Conspiracy theories there. Well, you are wrong, because as you said, that was the last news. So we've got one more. Quickly, FFA Cup draw. Just announced today, um, NPL side to dissented. Um, Rochdale versus Brisbane Strikers. South United, Holland Park. Albany Creek, Morton Bay. A long trip from Morton Bay, all the way from oh, Walter yeah. Park to <laughs> Walter Park. <laughs> Southside Eagles to play Grains Thistle. Western Pride at Olympic SC. Brisbane Knights, the Cinderella side so far, will play Peninsula Power. Brisbane City will play Logan Lightning and University of Queensland will play Redlands United who went on that fantastic run last season. Can I just make a point? This is one of those times where I wish we had a camera in the studio because the look on Scott's face when he did that Walter Park, Walter <laughs> yeah. Park joke. Yeah. He was so proud of himself. I thought, I wanted, I've been thinking that all day since the draw came out this morning. It's a long way from Walter Park to Walter Park, man. It is. <laughs> Alright, that's going to do it for segment three of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Here's a thought. 
What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today.